Thank you, NatureBox, for supporting us this episode. If you would like some free snacks from NatureBox, use promo code ORBS at checkout. They have great healthy snacks like dark cocoa nom noms and Asiago cheddar cheese crisp. And I think I just saw an ad for jerky. Actually, I'm going to go order some jerky right now while y'all listen to this episode. See you at the mid-roll. Last time on The Four Orbs. You don't have to read all of that here. You can take it with you. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry, it's, it's a good read. So you exit the mage tower. You're back into the streets. Well, now what? Well, obviously, it's time to get out of here. Oh, yeah, we can go to the festival. I thought we weren't supposed to leave. Not sure why you guys thought we would be staying here for the entirety of the, the festival. I'd obviously have to perform at the festival. That's the whole reason we're here. I mean, we can get out if we want to get out. And now that Felomir's disappeared and come back, it's time for us to, as they say, get to getting. Let's get. So you all kind of walk along the wall and start to try and peek over the guards' shoulders. Guards on the other side of the moat at the like entrance of the drawbridge. And they're surrounded by 20 men in black leather armor, all with shaded cowls. The black leathered fighters carry an assortment of blades from long swords to scimitars. And there is a tense standstill between the shady men and the guards. A few guards lie dead in empty space between the guards and the men in black leather. And then a man in the center of the formation of the black leathered armored men steps forward. He points his sword towards the tower above you and with his hand, with his other hand, removes his cowl. You see a pale human man with no unique features. His hair is short and brown and his face is innocent. He yells out back to the parapets. This city is ours. The other men with him immediately strike against the town guards, running past their leader. And within seconds, every guard across the moat lies dead the pale man walks to the edge of the moat he holds his sword in front of him like a cane and takes a proud stance and then behind him filling the streets you see other men in dark leather begin to fade into existence in no time at all you see a thousand men dressed in black leather fill the empty streets all looking towards the crimson hold I think we should get the orb and get out of here let's go The sound of clattering metal armor and rattling gear echoes around you as Crimson Command guards chaotically organize themselves through the keep. You all move aside when groups of guards run past you while you make your way back to the mage's tower. Swiftly, you move through the keep in the darkness of early morning. Torchlights around the keep light your way, and thankfully, Astra knows the streets well enough to get you back to the mage's tower. As you approach the tower from the street, you see that same old wizard, Chism Rism, walking out the door. Chism, Mr. Rism. Oh, you're back. How is the orb? It's there. 
It does it it's it still feels safe? Still, yes. Well, there's there's something going on. The city is being taken. Oh yes, yes I'm heading to the wall right now. Well, well, what should we do? Should we? Will, will the orb be safe here? With you gone? I mean, yes. Obviously not. Did I mean, you see what happened out there? The other wizards are still here. I'm not. I'm the only one leaving right now. Why are you going to the wall? I have to determine what's going on. What spells we might need to prepare for this siege. Well, I mean, I gotta say, I'm a, I'm a little freaked out here. Again, you know, we got an orb. There's only four of them. Um, should we, like, follow you? Do you need any help? Like, I just... I mean, if you're worried about the orb, I mean, I can bring it back down to you if you, if you want. Hold on. Kind of turn around in my group. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do. you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Do, what do you think? Well, I mean, you, you you were up there with this guy. Is time it? is of the essence. I mean, it sounded to me like these mysterious figures want the city, not the orb. Mysterious figures. See, I don't know what they were talking about yet. What what did you see? Well, they looked like humans, only they were cloaked. You know, I didn't see their faces. But... So humanoid. Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to catch up with your warlock lingo. It's fine. I know it takes some getting used to. Um, and they were just saying some things about how the city was theirs. They 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 appeared seemingly out of nowhere, some sort of teleportation, um, and they left in the same manner. They made it sound like invisibility. Teleportation or invisibility? Um, I'd say it's hard to tell. Well, they... They killed a lot of guards. Did you see any essence of void sitting around outside? Not, not that I can recall. So probably invisibility, would would you say? Um, yes, probably. That makes me feel better. Why? Well, because that means they couldn't have just flashed through, like, over the moat. If the, as long as the bridge is up, then... There's at least very difficult for them to get in here. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I just saw them very easily run through thousands of guards. I don't feel any safer than I did before. I don't think we even have a thousand guards in this keep. I know what I saw. Well, it doesn't matter. If they got a spell that they can turn invisible, then they probably got a spell that they can climb while they're invisible. I mean, they were very organized. You know, they all went invisible in tandem. Can invisible people see invisible people? Other invisible people? Uh, uh, no. If, not, <laughs> just I mean, theoretically they could, right? If they casted invisibility and also see invisibility. Well, yes. But, like, just because you're invisible doesn't mean no. you see invisibility. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, they um, killed like oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna go out of game. Is this this was the day Siani was supposed to be back? Yes. Like, okay. That's what they were waiting for at the at the uh, gate, and she never showed up, so they never opened the gate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind bringing you the orb if you think it's safer with you than here. Didn't we already make this decision? Maybe we should just leave it here. What? Hey, it's your orb. It's your world squirrel. Whatever. There's no insurance policy on it, so if we lose it, it's not our fault. God damn it. 
What what if we just sat around the orb and, and guarded it in the tower? And die here? <laughs> well, I mean, in order to get to the next level of the tower, you have to go to that little platform that me and your warlock friend used. So, I mean, if you want to stand around that in a circle and watch for invisible assassins, then sure, I'll let you do that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that... That's either we trust him with the orb or we take it with us. It's your call, Finch. I say take it with us, Finch, and we'll know that it's safe. We can keep it safe and we can bring it back once it is safe to do so. I think I would rather it be on our person. I glance around at everyone else in my party. <laughs> Thank you. That's oh what I needed. God. He's literally giving the dice the decision. <laughs> Dice orb. What's the difference? What does it mean, though? Um, You've I, rolled a five. What does five mean? <laughs> I'm almost certain that if it was less than ten, that meant that I was going to take it. So I'm going to take it. I mean, at the end of the last session, you were pretty adamant about taking it. Well, see, that was I years really, ago. I felt. I mean, seriously, no, seriously. Like I kind of once think it's again, been, it's been like a month. Yeah, since we, we all have like different haircuts. <laughs> I could have <laughs> sworn that like they were like trying to get in, and I felt like it was like trying to beat them to the tower kind of thing, and we were going to grab it and get the hell out of Gamor before it got taken. That's kind of how I felt at the end of that episode, but I didn't realize that they all just kind of like poofed. They are and then everything was kind of chill again. No, they're they, still there. They are invisible. They're not gone. And the the Crimson Hold is inside the city. And if they want the city, I'm prepared to die for this orb. I would prefer it to be in my hands. All right, I'll go get it for you. Just wait right here for one moment. I want to like little punch, punch Finch in the. There you go, Finch. <laughs> Make them decisions. I'm punch him in the knee. I kind of yeah. give him like a, a, a thank you nod. That was a tough decision. He uh, unlocks the door and goes back inside using a key. Um, and then about pretty quickly, like five minutes later, he comes back with the orb in hand. I'll uh, extend my hand to take it. He take it from him. He says, all right, if you ever want us to research it again, be, be free to bring it back. No, I'm going to go off to the gate. Goodbye. And he starts like waddling that way with a cane very slowly. So now what's the plan? We get out of here. I mean, what about uh, what about uh, Captain Siani? I mean, we could. You can only assume she's out in the city somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah. But what do we do? We just I mean, what about the Crimson Command? You know, what about them? What about oh. my performance? <laughs> I mean, my Pretty sure the festival's over at this point with all the people being murdered. The show the must go on. And the fires, weren't there fires? Who are these mysterious figures? I don't know. Are we going to stay and help the city? Mm. I mean, there's business that we have here. So in order to complete that business, we need to help with this predicament. I mean, we could just go see if, uh, I don't know, if anyone knows what's going on with Siani or maybe Barrick or... Were there any survivors from the patrol? I guess we could find that out. I don't think there were. You mean the people that were trying to get into the drawbridge? No, they were all killed pretty quickly. Well, we definitely need to acquire some information about what's going on before we try and exit this area. I would agree. So maybe that should just be the first step. I guess let's follow... Old Chisholm Rhythm to the gate. Yeah. So you all kind of 
quick pace on like a light jog, catch up, catch back up to Chismism. Oh, you where are you off to? Ah, the Chism, the Rism, the old dirty bastard. We're gonna help you. Oh, what what kind of help do you think I need? Oh, we will see. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You want to walk with me? That's fine. Just I'm a little slow. Come on, pick up the pace, old fart. I cast Long Strider. <laughs> About half the time it would take you to get there on your own, you you get there with Chismrism. He walks straight over to like one of the doorways that has a staircase in it and starts to walk up to the top of the wall. Just follow this guy. I assume if he if anyone's going to get information, it's going to be him. Okay, so so you uh, get to the top of the wall, and when you get back onto the wall you notice there is a blanket of darkness now that has taken over the city. Magical darkness, like the darkness you saw in the Temple of Hanet. And from where you stand in the wall of the Crimson Hold, from the walls of the city, not the walls of the Crimson Hold, all the way up to the moat on the other side, it appears a magical darkness like the door back in the Temple of Hanet has taken over Gamor. All around it, like completely. What about the top of the walls of the city? No, it's not covered. So just like the ground level. The guards around you sit in silence and in awe at what they see. And after a few minutes of silence while y'all are there, you start to hear a hammer off in the distance. The sound of someone hammering a nail into wood. But then after a few lone hits of that hammer, you start to hear more and more hammers. And with it, slowly screams all over the city begin to fade in. You hear the wails of men, women, and even children. You hear the clanking of swords as fighting goes unseen in the darkness. The guards continue to sit in silence on the wall. Chisholm, have you ever seen anything like this? This darkness? Well, this is darkness. This is is magical darkness. This is the element that is darkness. But have you seen anything like it before? Yes. Okay, well, um... (laughs) That's what I was trying to explain, that this is magical darkness. Well, we have also experienced this fairly recently. Um, have you ever heard of Icker? Icker is a word, yes. What about the liquid state? That's it's... what Icker is, is a liquid? Okay, well, I happen to have a flask of it on me. Um, what type of Icker? Oh, the dark kind. The dark party Icker? What are you talking about? Are you talking about alcohol? You're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) You realize, like, out of game we call it that, but that's not what it's called in game. It's not Icker? I thought Icker was real. I mean, Icker's a word. But Icker is just, like, a general term for, like, a viscous (laughs) liquid. Okay, well, no one told me that. I mean, we've called it. I have the antidote. (laughs) Okay, so do we have a basin that we could fill? And what if we stuck our faces in it? Would we be able to see these (laughs) invisible people? I'm trying to let him know I have this stuff so he can try and make more of it. This is the theory that I'm I'm presenting to y'all. Is this in game or out of game? Uh, I mean, out of game. It's, let's, it's in let's talk out of game. It's probably for a out of game. <laughs> let's talk out of game for a second. <laughs> I mean, you could just like you know pour it into your eyes if you really wanted to. No, it didn't work when we just like splashed our faces. So you learned in the temple that the 
followers of that temple went to Mithron and found puddles of this liquid and then brought it back to the temple. They say it's a like residue of the dark night. The darkest. The say? darkest. I'm sorry. <laughs> the darkest night. In what These place? Copyright <laughs> What city did you say it was? I'm going to write it down. Mithron. Mithron. Where Hanet is. Where the arcane well is. I probably have it written down on a different sheet. Very important details that we all forgot. So Mm -hmm. don't worry, Matt. (laughs) So y'all don't like, there's not like an actual copyrighted name for the liquid. It's just y'all came up with the word Icker. Or maybe I did. I don't know. Somebody came up with the word. Somebody came up with the word Icker. And it's just been called Icker. Icker. Well, I mean, that's what it is, right? It's, yeah, it's, a, it's an Icker, yeah. An Icker. But, like, it's we can't just say Icker and, like, he's going mean, to know. I get that uh, now. Okay. What we're talking about. <laughs> and so, on top of that, wait, where, why, what were you asking, Dean? <laughs> the basin. I was saying, what if we filled a basin with the okay. dark Icker? The basin itself in the temple was also magical. Um, Mr. Rizm, uh, do you happen to have uh, some sort of magical basin? Well, of course. I have several different types of basins. What? What? Why do you ask? Um, well, I, Finch here is trying to tell you about this substance that we found. Oh, now we're calling it substance. Okay. Oh, the, okay. the Ica. Okay. Yes. Now you're catching on. When we filled uh, this, we there were some... Some basins, some magical basins in the Temple of Pnet. And when we poured this ichor into them, they filled. Oh, so it conjured itself over and over again within the basin. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have a basin like that. Okay. Would we be able to use it? Sure. But, I mean, is that all you're trying to do is get a larger quantity of this ichor? I just have a theory. Well, I have a flask of it. Okay. And... Certain ways, one time I drank some of it and I was able to walk through a darkness that was uh, unreachable, unreachable to go through unless I had, you know, drinking some. And then there was another area where we uh, had to splash our eyes while open in the basin. Well, Um, most magical darknesses you can walk into. It sounds like you're trying to go through a portal. Uh, Yeah, it was a portal. (laughs) (laughs) was there essence of so this darkness here in the city i don't think is going to be a a gateway to a to another realm or anything well there was another area in the temple as well that was just covered in darkness and again when we submersed our faces with our eyes open we were able to see through the darkness once we were in there oh okay but that sounds like a transmutation spell. So the conjuring of the liquid isn't going to do that in its own. Did you try putting the liquid, the, the ichor, in your eyes alone without the basin? Yes. No. Yes. Did it work? No. So then you also need a basin that can give you the sight. Perhaps that was the role of the mirror. There was a, a mirror. mirror. There was a, there mirror, was a mirror, mirror too. Oh. By the way, you got any magical mirrors? By the okay. way, um, I mean yes, but <laughs> I don't think I have a magical okay. mirror that will right. work. That's, in that. Look, you're just you're like supposed to be one of the the best magic men in this town, right? Just make us see invisibility. 
I won't say I'm the best, but I can give you the ability to see invisibility. Now we're talking. Look, I think we're all getting way ahead of ourselves. Let's let's just reel this back a little bit. Okay. Mr. Rism. Yes, Warlock. It's not my name. Oh, what what is your name? I you know what, whatever, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> is there any sort of suspicion you have of who might these who these people might be uh, has there been any news lately of any sort of uprisings from any groups with these powers well captain siani has been on an investigation of some sort and i think it had something to do with some sort of rebellion or something but i i don't know all the details is there anyone around here who does i would say it'd have to be another captain but i'm afraid that a lot of the captains may have been involved in the investigation outside of the, the keep. Our highest ranking officer right now might be a lieutenant or even High Captain Lawless might still be up in, in his his suite. Suite? His, his penthouse. His penthouse on the 24th floor of the Crimson Hold. It just seems like this is a rather organized group. Oh, yes. That sometimes rebellions are. Well, but I mean, it I don't I don't know. It's just a lot. I mean, the rebellion that years over 100 years ago that tried to take the throne of Rendrin was very organized. I have never seen such an organized organized rebellion against a single city, but well, it just seems so sudden. There was I mean, there was a festival going on three hours ago. Maybe they thought that's when we were the weakest. Well, it just seems like it took a lot to coordinate. That's all I'm saying. But why do they want to take the city? That's my question. If you planned it, if you had planned a coup against your leader, would you take time to prepare it? Well, I'm not saying they didn't take time to prepare it. I'm saying they're extremely well prepared. I would do it while he was in the shower. That's a good plan. I'd probably just cut him in a sleep. Really? <laughs> <laughs> On a different note, um, I believe we already discussed this, but you know, we came from the Temple of Hinnet. Yes. The Guardian of Darkness. Yes. That's where you found the orb. Outside. Yes. On yes. a pedestal. Not at the base of a tree. Correct. We also found this ichor that we speak of in the same temple. Okay. Apparently, it is believed by the, the members of this temple that it was a, a liquid that they found in Mithron. In puddles. Yes. Puddles. Puddles or... Puddles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there have been strange things said to have been within Mithron, but I've never been. I mean, I don't know. There's just been a lot of darkness going around lately, and I feel like it's all somehow related. Maybe darkness is out of balance with the world. The equilibrium is in danger. It clearly is, considering we have an orb. Yeah, maybe they know that we have it or they have some kind of sense that it is here. Now, that is what I think, which is why I think we should not be here. Well, if you think that's the right thing to do, I mean, you can take the short way through the city on the north side of the hold, but you will have to walk through darkness. It seems as though we will have to walk through darkness regardless. True. Is that really... Our move? Should we really try to leave the city now? Hey, I'm just one guy. The hammering and the like screams are still kind of 
off in the distance of the city, but they do seem to be get louder, be getting louder and closer to the hold. What are the what is the rest of the Crimson Command doing? I mean, literally, a lot of the guards are just sitting on like alert. They're eerily watching the darkness in silence. They, you can tell that they're terrified. No, if they're here because of the orb, then we need to take care of this because we brought the orb into the city. And then we would be the reason why all of these people just got murdered. Well, I mean, I don't think that's the reason. I mean, clearly, Captain Siani already got word of a rebellion or something along these lines. They specifically said they were here to take back the city. I doubt they even know the orb's here. Not take back, by the way. Take. Take, take the it. city. Yeah. Just don't want people thinking that they ever owned it. No. Well, I guess you you mentioned that there was a a captain who knew more information on this rebellion? Um, yeah, it would be High Captain Lawless if there was anyone still within the keep. Uh, do you know where we could find him? Oh, yep, the 24th floor. Oh, yeah, of course, in the penthouse. Yeah, he got locked away. Somebody tried to assassinate him, so they haven't let him leave the hold. So well, let's it. go see him right now! Will they just let us in? Probably not. I mean, I guess I could escort you. That take that will take forever. Well, this is already taking forever, so Ooh, we need to. We could use the chaos portal. The what? Of, of course, we have. All right, so we have a teleport, uh, a teleporting portal within the mage's tower that we haven't quite used yet, and I've been very excited about using it. Okay, are we seriously going back to the mage's tower? Yes. All right, you grab one arm. <laughs> But I don't, I mean, like I said, no one's used it. I mean, it could send you anywhere. It's the chaos portal. It sounds awesome. It sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. I volunteer. All right. As I mean, well, I don't know if there's a way back. There's a place in a time and it's not now. Can you at it least direct it at all towards where we're trying? I have no way to control it. It's the <laughs> wait, chaos portal. So, wait, wait a minute. So there's, there's, <laughs> how is this a good alternative to just going up the tower? Well, we've sent some animals in and some of them have showed up like right outside the city. You did not answer my question. Wait, I'm sorry. What was your how question? How is this a good alternative to walking up to the penthouse? Well, you're trying to get out of the city, right? With the orb? We're trying to get to the penthouse to talk to High Captain Lawless. Wait, I thought the goal was to get out of... Eventually, we will want out of this city, right? Well, yeah, eventually. I want to go through the portal. I mean, we're definitely going through the portal. <laughs> but, we need, <laughs> but we need to talk to this High Captain Lawless first to see if he knows anything about the rebellion. Oh, we'll do that first, and then we will go through the portal. As long as we go through the portal together. I don't want us getting separated. I mean, you might. I don't even know if it'll put you in the air. Sometimes it put a bird directly in the air when we put it through it. You could fall to your death. I have feather fall. I'll fall to my death. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Let's go talk to the captain. All right. And we'll discuss the portal later. Well, let's go to let's go see the captain then. He kind of talks to a guard or two on y'all's way down the wall just so he can get a little bit more information about what he, what they've seen. Y'all meet up with him in the courtyard a couple of minutes later and uh, begin walking basically to the center of the Crimson Hold. Are we passing guards on the way there? 
um, they're passing you in a rush. Oh, okay, never mind. So yeah, you make it to like the main area, which is the castle of the Crimson Hold, basically. And he walks up to a set of double doors and opens them up. And when you see the inside, it's just a dark throne room. He kind of just takes a left immediately as he walks in the doors and then goes up to the staircase and starts to climb the stairs. We're about to walk up 24 flights. So no stairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got a real good feeling about this. Yep. On the way up the stairs, you do see that like the sun is starting to rise. You've pretty much gone all night without any sleep extra of what you had had before. Once you get to the top of the 20 or once you get to the 24th floor, he walks over, he walks down the hallway with you, and then he says, All right, these are the doors to his suite. Are they unlocked? I don't know. I'll I wanna... knock. Sorry. Go ahead. You knock, and there is no answer. I want to bust in. All right, so you go to open up the doors. They are unlocked. And after you open it up, you realize you're in this very nice room, and there's like a desk on one side with a like stained glass window. And a chair is kind of like facing the window, but there's no one here. Hi, Captain. Oh, he's not here. Not here? Well, I mean, he's not in the room. I thought he wasn't allowed to leave this room. I thought so, too. Are there any like uh, closets or bathrooms or anything like that in here? Uh, there's like extra rooms. Yeah. Uh, you start going through them and he's not there either. You do see like a set of really ornate armor, like kind of sitting on a mannequin style thing and that it looks like it probably is his armor are there any weapons there is no there's no there's no weapons i would like to check the desk out okay see if there's anything written or any there are a lot of papers uh a lot of them are just kind of reports from all over asus of imbalances that's been found you can tell that he's been hard at work recently trying to make sense of it all can we deduce anything from the writings that we don't already know uh it would take some time if you want to spend the time doing that and then we'd have to do some investigation checks and stuff i would like to detect magic okay uh yes there are magical items in the room uh they're not very powerful magical items but they're kind of spread out throughout the whole place uh one thing that does catch your eye immediately though is a goblet that's sitting on the uh desk that is magical uh i want to I guess focus in on it. Okay. You get a sense that the school of magic is divination. Hmm. So I'm holding up the goblet, looking at it. Okay. Is there anything in it? Uh, no, it's dry. Oh, a, a divine goblet. What are you going to do with that? That's his. I don't know. I was just intrigued. Okay. Well, don't take it. I don't plan on it. What does it do? Oh, I don't know. Like, you just can tell that it's a divination school of magic on it. Well, where else would he be? Maybe he snuck out. Snuck out where? I don't know. I don't know the man. How many well, more, shit. How many more floors are there in this? Two more above. Uh, do you know what is uh, on the next two floors? Uh, one is a lookout, and the other is a council room. I want to scan over some of the pages okay. on, the, on the desk. Uh, yeah, I mean... Like I said, they were reports of imbalances throughout Asus. I mean, out of game, you know that the beginning of the story, we have a village that sent a report to the Grimson Command. It's how Drew Spalfour was sent to 
So that kind of report. Um, uh, I want to specifically look for something involving the rebellion in the city. The rebellion in the city? Yes. All right. Give me an investigation check. Eight. Yeah, you, you don't find anything in your investigation that has anything to do with the rebellion of the city. Can I do one on just like the most recent document I can find on there? Um, you can grab one off like the top pile, I guess. Okay. And just you just want to read that one or like if you just grab the top one, then you don't have to roll anything because you're looking at a report. I'm just going to come up with something improv wise. Okay. Improv for me. All right. I think the fact that he's having an improv, it means that it's not going to have shit <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, I crumple it up and throw it over my shoulder. <laughs> oh, come the fuck on. There's a fucking cat on the table. Oh, she's, oh my God. Meg, put your ass down. There's a roller skate in the corner. <laughs> she just what the fuck? <laughs> no, or she wants something in the butt. Would you put your tail down? You can't, oh, you, you can't. <laughs> hold on, hold on. No. We have to, hold on, we have to document this. I need a Instagram. You, you can't. Come the fuck on, cat. <laughs> I'm gonna roll my dice against you. 17. She's gonna get you. That means you leave. She's asleep. She has, has taken up residence right by me. My poor baby. Well, he's gotta be here somewhere. Here is in in this room or in the keep? Well, he's obviously not in this room. I say he's in the keep. I say he's a coward. I'm beginning to think we're on a wild goose chase and we just need to get out of here. Do you want to use the portal? I want to use the portal. I kind of want to use the portal. Come on. It'll be fun. I don't doubt that. Put a little chaos in your life. I'm just... It could send you anywhere. Anywhere. On a different plane, <laughs> aces, another realm. He could send you to meet the, the great old one. See, that sounds fun. Well, I, I don't know if it even sends in past, future, present time. <laughs> Does this really seem like the most logical decision to make at this point in time? It's the chaos portal. <laughs> <laughs> Felomir, where, where are we geographically and where would we go once we got out of here if we were to go on foot through the north side? Instead of the chaos portal. <laughs> like, where where is the next stop if we leave here? I think that needs to be something addressed. Where, wherever the chaos portal takes us, I guess. <laughs> you know, and if, that, if we're ready to roll the dice that way, then then let's do it. But <laughs> it could change your entire travel plans. Why are you so <laughs> adamant about us going we through this chaos portal? We haven't had a volunteer yet. I've been very excited about somebody volunteering for the chaos portal. This city is under a siege right now. <laughs> I am 10 out of 10 down for the chaos portal. <laughs> I thought time was of the essence. It was before I found out about the portal. Time is of the essence. I spoke with the gods. I found out there's a magical darkness, and I found out that the god, the oh, assassins, right. were invisibility. I it was invisible. We did that already. So now I just need to go tell the mages that we need to prepare scrolls and potions to handle the darkness and the visibility. Well, you go do that, and we'll go through the portal. Well, if you want to go through the portal, it's back at the mages' tower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to go up and, and just check out the lookout area first, and then we can all walk down together and see what happens when we get down there. Okay. I'm going to start walking. Finch heads to the lookout on the next floor up. 
So Finch is being a doo-doo head. We're going through the portal, right? No. I'll go through the portal. So the doo-doo head counted that too right now. I'm glad you're down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Finch, you head up to the next floor. And basically the floor is kind of open air. Um, there's just columns kind of holding the next floor above you in place. And there is a railing. Um, so you can't just like fall off basically. And you kind of just go to the edge. You just go to the edge and you can basically see the entire city and pretty far in the distance as well. Um, the darkness is only within the city in between the wall, like the wall and the moat. Mm -hmm. Um, what does it look like past the city? Just regular, no, just regular farmlands. Um, don't see troops or anything. No, and there's no troops. Um, I would like to check out the the north side of uh, this lookout so I can see what it would be like if we tried okay. to leave. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is the shorter route through the city. Um, you'll just be going through darkness, and there is a gate on the north side that you can hopefully exit, mm -hmm. but you can't see if that gate's open or not because the darkness is covering up that level of land. What does the terrain look like outside that part of the wall? Just farmlands. Yeah. Flat? Yep. Well, hills. It's like foothills. Okay. Trees and stuff? Like stuff for hiding? Not covered? a lot of trees. No? Okay. Did they follow me or are they still down there? They're still down there talking to Chisholm Rhythm about the Chaos Portal. The Chaos Portal! <laughs> I'll just kind of take a slow lap and then if I don't, there's nothing else that sticks out, I'll go back down. Okay. Yeah, nothing else really sticks out. You just, you can tell that there are guards all along the Crimson Command wall mm -hmm. that are kind of watching, but you also see that there are no guards on the city wall. Okay. Um, how far would I would I say, like, um, judging distance from north to getting out of the darkness? Like, um, About a mile. Okay. I'll go back down. Okay. Finch, you walk back into the room. Ah, doodle head number one. What did you see? Well, we can see past the darkness. It's definitely only... Covering the city. Um, if we were to try and go out the north side through the darkness, it looks like it's about a mile's distance, and there's a gate, and there's no telling if it's closed or if it's open or if we could open it. Um, it doesn't sound very promising. Shall we head down? Wait, didn't you say you had a key of Kildnot? Yes. The key of Kilnar sees in darkness. <laughs> well, there you go. Hmm. And magic darkness? Yes, that's the whole point. What uh, What did you tell us you could see in the darkness? I thought you realized this. I forgot, okay? It's been like... It's been like 12 years. <laughs> I forgot I even had the motherfucking key of <laughs> I, I didn't know that's that like was ever quest. It's like yeah. your quest. That's how we got... You we got said you were stuff. going to save the arcane well. You don't have to make me feel bad about it. What Shit, I was about to go through the chaos portal for you. <laughs> Wait, we can still do... Maybe it'll take you to Mithraton. It might See, that's the thing. We don't know if it takes you to the place that you wish to be or if it takes you wherever. That's why we call it the chaos portal. Well, look, why don't... You... We could skip a couple chapters of this story. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the chaos portal. Dave wants us to go into the chaos portal, guys. I'm not Dave. My name is Chisholm Rizzum. <laughs> the Chisholm, the Rizzum, the old dirty bastard. Well, fine. Let's go through the, the fucking darkness and check the gate. 
since no one wants to, to to have a little fun. There's no there's no drawbridge on the north side, so you'll have to jump down from the wall. But I can help you. I mean, just because we can see in the darkness doesn't necessarily mean we should go into it. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of pain and suffering out there right now. Mm-hmm. Well, he can make us see invisibility. Then we can see him. Then we can slay him. It sounds like also once we get out, we don't know where we're going. At least with the chaos portal. We don't have to make <laughs> a decision. We don't have to know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we just go. <laughs> I jump off the wall. <laughs> Hey, 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 don't skip this mid-roll. Seriously, don't, because I have some important news that I am extremely excited to tell you about. We are doing a panel at QuestCon in Mobile, Alabama in October, and I am so excited about it. Please come out to this panel. We would be so happy to see you. We will be talking all about the podcast and probably doing some Q&A, which I would like to include your questions as well. So even if you can't make it to the panel, you can still ask us a question, and I'm going. I'm hoping to record it. So if you can get us a question that you'd like answered about the podcast, send it to us at fourorbs at gmail.com. Keep in mind, I'm not going to answer any questions that could spoil the future of the story, so don't expect me to answer those. Just put the subject of the email as question for panel. Also, December 1st is our one-year anniversary with the podcast, and we are doing a live show. That's right. Four Orbs is doing a live show. That will also be here in Mobile, Alabama at Alchemy Tavern. All the details aren't completely worked out yet, but those that can get a hold of some VIP tickets will also get goodie bags. Now here are some details on our sponsors that I know you love to hear about. Keep in mind, these sponsors help support us, so don't be afraid to use them. Audible.com is your one-stop trip to Audiobook Town. You can try Audible for free by going to audibletrial.com slash fourorbs. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can download their app on multiple devices. This comes highly recommended from me because I do not have time to read a book, but I do have time to listen to one while doing chores that D makes me do, or while I get lost in the depths for hours of playing Civilization. And then there's Skillshare. Skillshare has an excellent library of videos that can train you on things like design, business, photography, and other creative subjects. You can try Skillshare for free for two months by going to skl.sh slash four orbs. Once again, that's skl.sh slash four orbs. Keep in mind, I still need your names for our NPCs. I hate coming up with names, so let me use your name. All you gotta do is drop us an iTunes Apple podcast review or donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash four orbs. And even if you don't want your name used, you can still do those things to support us and not do step two, which is to send us an email at fourorbs at gmail.com. Title that with the subject of NPC name. We appreciate any support you can give us, but those two outlets are probably the best and easiest ways to do it. We'd love to hear from you either way. So come talk to us on social media outlets and follow us for some upcoming news. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram by searching Four orbs in those outlets. All right. I know a lot of you have already hit the skip button several times, which does upset me, by the way, but I'll go ahead and get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's 
right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite thing, but weekly and with more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You simply must! Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic-Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it news. always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Masterman Drabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com. So the five of you with Chisholm Rism head down the stairs having a conversation about what the next plan of action should be based on your best decision. Well, if we're not going to go through the chaos portal as we should be going through the chaos portal, then what should we do? We should fight. We have we have the key of Kilnar. We can see in the dark. But we'll need to see them. The old guy said, you know, Mr. Magic Man said he could cast uh, a spell to make us see invisibility. Well, I can, I can give you some scrolls and potions, but I, I won't cast it on you. I don't think it lasts long enough for that. Even better. So we drink the potion, we take the key, we fight the the cloak people. All however many thousands of them? I'm not afraid of them. Well, I'm sure they're spread out throughout the city, right? How long would There's the, still uh, thousands of them. How long would the potion last? Sea invisibility lasts for one hour. Okay, that's pretty good. I would say if we're going to go out, Keth, it shouldn't be to fight first. Um, if anything, we should go out and try and be stealthy and try and find something out to bring back to the Crimson Command here. Um, I think the five of us going out to try and defeat all of what we just saw is a little uh, silly. And besides, maybe we'll find your girlfriend out there. My, who? Captain Siani. Oh. Don't tell me you forgot. Well, she's still alive out there. You know, fingers crossed, but... We'll find her. And you guys will get married. Although I'm going to say, too, if we're doing that, I would like Chisholm to take the orb back to the Mage's Tower. I do not want to go out there with it on me. Like I said, no insurance policy. I would say there's far less insurance on us should we go out into the darkness. So. Yeah. Lesser of two evils there. Well, yeah, I guess if you die, then I have the orb. Okay, okay. Quit it. Do so, I feel like I can trust him? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to find that out. Uh, no, you can tell that this guy is not looking out for himself. He's just causing problems. Okay, great. As he's done since you first met him. Mm-hmm. Fighting with Velomir in the street. Vocally, not physically. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we just give him the orb. Have him take it wherever and we'll take your potions and scrolls and we'll be on our way sure now you said you can help us get over the moat and back into the city i can lead you to the top of the wall on the north side so you can jump down that's it that's what i said yes 
Well, you said you could help. That's just... I could help by giving you some scrolls and potions of sea invisibility and then taking you to the north side of the wall and letting you jump. You said that we could, like, you could help us get down, not jump to our deaths. But then I she said she has Featherfall. That's what I was going to do is give you Featherfall. Well, let's do it. Right now. Yeah, you use your Featherfall. Let me save mine. Okay. I'll need to go prep it, though. But we need to take the ore back to the tower, right? Yeah. You let's... need to go take the ore back to the tower. Do you want the scrolls and the potions? We need to go with them. <sighs> back Fine. to the tower. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, thousands are dying. <laughs> the city has been taken. On the same yeah. loop. Darkness is encroaching above the walls <laughs> of the Crimson Keep. <laughs> So you head back to the tower? Yes. And you walk inside and says, All right, if you want to just wait here, I'll take the orb. I'll get it to him. As you reach into the satchel, the orb is glowing in a pulsating glow. Not bright, but it is glowing. Not It's at a pretty good rhythm, too. It's not fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little more, like a little quicker than a second. Can I relate this to it being feeling unsafe like uh earlier when we kind of found it i would say yes oh it's glowing again yeah that's not good and i'm gonna kind of but it's not doing anything to hurt you well it likes me (laughs) can i see it i'll kind of hold on to it i'm not gonna like he uh reaches his hand out above it and he touches it, and it's not reacting any differently. Wait, hmm. Have you ever have you read the full book of the Equilibrium yet? I have most of it. Well, do you remember Gnome, the part where the orbs are connected? Of course, I do. Maybe there's another one near. Maybe if it's not protecting itself, maybe it's calling out, like the book says. And that's why they're here. Maybe the orbs are trying to come together. Maybe they have one. And maybe this orb will help lead us to it. Chisholm, I don't believe I'm going to give this to you anymore. Okay. We'll still need those potions and scrolls. Yes. Of course. And he goes over to the little pad and stands on the little thing and it fades out. He fades out of existence. This guy. Guys, I'm thinking this is... This is kind of a recon mission now. Yeah, we're going to go out there, and I'm really hoping that this is going to kind of blink and lead us to another orb. I don't think we should try and draw that much attention once we get out there, if at all possible. If we can use this orb to find our way to the next orb, maybe the orb is the source of their power. So would we surmise that maybe they have destruction or death? I would assume death, if we were to choose one. Yeah. But I don't think we can... I don't see how we can draw the conclusion that they have an orb. Well, an orb is nearby. How do we know this? Well, you've read the book. Yeah, Chism Rism just said. 
I haven't finished the book, but it, regardless of what the book says, and the book doesn't explicitly say when two orbs come in contact, one of them starts blinking. We have no idea what this means. I mean, we've seen that orb do crazy things before, not because another one was nearby. Hey, we were going on a, a recon mission before, and we're still doing it now. I so mean, we'll- I'm not disagreeing there. I'm just saying I don't see how we can uh, assume that an orb is nearby. Well, hey. Well, if how we, would we know otherwise? If we go on our recon mission and there's an orb there, that's a win-win. Agreed. So let's do it. Well, we're, we got to wait on Chism Rism. I know. Chism Rism comes back into existence on the first floor with you. And he has uh, 10 potions in like a little box. And he walks over to you, Astra, and says, yeah, take two. Okay, I take two. And he gives you two casts to everybody gets two potions of sea invisibility. Now, these should last you for four hours total, two hours each. Ooh, potent shit. Now, uh, to the wall. So you don't want me to keep the orb? No. All right. So y'all leave the mage's tower again. Okay. And you head to the north side of the crimson hold. He takes you to a staircase. And you walk, you walk up to the top, and sure enough, there is darkness in the daylight. So it's bright and sunny, about 10 o'clock in the morning, and you can just see this, like, bubble. How do you describe this thing? Dome? Like, under the dome? Well, it's like a donut. It's like a donut <laughs> of darkness all on the city. And so, like, the Eclipse Donuts. The Eclipse Donuts. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's that's the name, well, the, the sub name of the episode. Donut of Darkness. <laughs> um, he says, okay, so are you ready to jump? Are you ready for us to jump? I'm ready for it to cast Featherfall on you. Wait a minute. How are we going to get back up? I jump. <laughs> <laughs> Felomir climbs fuck, onto the fuck parapet. Fuck Featherfall. Felomir climbs onto the parapet and starts to jump. Um, I follow. Astra follows. I'll also follow. Um, you try to like climb, like uh, grab the parapet, but uh, you're a little too short to grab it. Uh, uh, I'll uh, I'll pick him up and put him on the okay. parapet. So oh, you, you, you you go to picking him up, like you put your hands under his shoulder, like under his armpits, and you realize he is extremely light, like more so than usual. He weighs like a pound. What are you waiting for? Whoa, you're very light. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. <laughs> Working out. Um, I, I mean, he's literally like weighs a. He literally pound. weighs like a pound. It's because feather falls. Light as cast. a feather. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I, I he hasn't casted feather fall oh. yet. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, and he and you like you put him on the parapet. F- Felomir is like we're we're like in the seconds of the jump. Okay, I was about to say. Meanwhile, we're falling to our deaths again. And so, like, you realize that you put him up there. He weighed like a pound, and then you hear Chisholm Rizum mutter some words, and now you can assume Feather falls on. Oh, Jock! <laughs> <laughs> Felomir, you're falling slowly. Astro, you're falling slowly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push. <laughs> I'm gonna push Dwarf off the side with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> so he screams Ojak and then you kick him off. <laughs> I will jump behind him. All right. I'm gonna kinda take like I guess a slight jog and just kinda like use my hands to push myself and like kinda Sure. 
Okay. Hurdle. Over. All right. So you hurdle over the parapet, and you all slowly fall into the water of the moat. So, yeah, let's. I guess we'll do some athletics rolls for swimming across. It's been a while since y'all rolled some dice, huh? I was going to say. Asher. <laughs> Three. Nineteen. Seven. Six. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Kath, you're swimming up behind Asher, and you can tell she's, like, struggling so much <laughs> to try and, like, wade across the water. Like, she's trying to make sure, like... Uh, Oysterich is like up on her shoulder and like f- like making sure he's not getting wet and making sure her stuff's like kind of floating and not losing it in the water. Okay, I'll uh, I'll swim up beside her and like put my arm under her with one arm and then take uh, the map scroll on the other and just hold it. Like, okay, by, like as I'm swimming. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bud. <laughs> no problem. And so everyone else swims across fine because the DC is five. I'd like to address um, that PVAC probably just kind of got out of my hood and is just kind of sure. floating effortlessly around me. So as I swim. you get across the moat onto the earth that is the other side. Um, and it's just kind of like a 45 degree angle of soft dirt and grass shooting, like kind of growing out of it and stuff like that. So you're more interested in helping that rat than me. What do you mean? You could have escorted me out of the water. You didn't need the help. I'll say as I, pop the corp off cork, cork off of one of the potions and guzzle it all right and look around wait are we in the darkness now no you're still not in the darkness oh, but okay. i oh, mean they might be invisible yeah yeah i gotcha anyways yeah i'm gonna try and get out now all right so you start to climb to the top of the moat are y'all being quiet at this point i'm probably not trying to be loud i'm yeah. just understand trying to understand I need to know what you're doing. Did we determine last time that I tried to cast invisibility or wanted to that I could do it on all of us? You can do it on three people. And it wastes all of your level two spells. Do we hear anything in the immediate area? Oh, yeah. that's No, you don't. There's no more hammering and there's no more screams. So just silence? Just silence. Okay. So uh, I'm going to climb out of the moat or try. Okay. So everybody's like at the top of the ditch, basically, and like kind of peeking out of, of the top. And what you can see from the top is that half of the cobblestone street that kind of circles around the Crimson Hold lies in front of you, completely visible still. But on the other side of that street, this is where the darkness starts. Well, I guess I'll pull out that key of Kilnor. Hold it up. Okay. And walk into the darkness. All right. Just make Cur- sure it works. Currently, with your sea invisibility, Kath, you do not see anything. Okay. I don't see anything yet. Well, let us know when you do see something. Well, I will. I'm going to drink uh, one of the invisibility potions before we walk in this. Okay. So now Finch and Kath have drank one. I'm going to keep mine ready, but I don't want to drink it until sure. I get word that I should. When you enter the darkness with the key of Kilnar in hand, you no longer see darkness at all, not even in the distance. 
you just see this green haze that's kind of all over the city, just kind of just exactly how it was in the Temple of Annette whenever you went down into the darkness with it at that door on the stairs. And across the street, you see wooden posts sticking straight out of the ground, all about 20 feet apart, lining the streets. On each one of them, you see a person tied to the top of it, hanging from their wrists along the length of the post without their feet touching the ground. But even more horrific, they all have fatal wounds. Some as simple as a slit neck, others with slit wrists and the blood draining down their arms and dripping from their toes. Men have their shirts torn and are sliced open from mid-chest to the groin, their entrails hanging and drooping to the ground. As you look around in horror, you hear someone cough to the right of you. You walk over to this old man who has a sword stuck in his left side, sticking deep into the wooden post that he hangs from. He coughs a little more, then looks at the five of you, eyes wide to the green light of the key of Kilnar. He looks at you with pity, and then with ease, as his eyes slowly look down with his eyelids following behind. And this is like everywhere you see this? Yes. Okay. How does it smell? Awful. This probably goes without saying, but I'm armed. Sure. Ready to go. I think probably all of you have now armed yourselves with your primary weapons. Yeah. Well, this is troubling. Yeah, this is not where I want to be. Look at the orb. Still pulsating. Same. Same speed. Well, let's get to recon, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess no one else starts to. I'll just kind of start leading the way. Okay. And do you want to take like main streets along these like wooden posts, or do you want to head like head into the alleyways? I'm gonna say zero main streets if at all possible. Okay. So you're gonna head into the alleyways. Yeah. All right. And just heading north, I'm assuming. Well, north would just be getting us out, right? Yeah. We're doing recon. Come around the west side into the south, probably. Okay. Do we know of any notable locations in the city that might possibly have any source of information? Astra does. I mean, I have city secrets. I mean, she doesn't have, uh, like, a knowledge of Gamor, but she can, like, remember pathing well to where she can get you back to where you started, basically. Oh, okay. I mean, is there, like, a central castle or a primary temple? I mean, central castle would be Crimson Hold. You do know whenever you came into the city that there were like little uh, town squares throughout the process of walking through where there were markets and festivities going on for the festival. Um, and also there was that uh, the guy that had the beavers that said he was going to go build some gallows. So all oh, the, B- the BBP, the BBPs, some gallows, huh? There might be some BBPs running around here. <laughs> I would assume we should probably for I guess a location to kind of head towards would be just wherever like the hub of uh, the uh, festivities were taking place at. That would probably be towards the south side. Yes, let's head in that direction. All right. So as you begin to trek deeper into the city, the immediate area begins to get eerily silent. Off in the distance, you hear the faint screams of people who you assume are still being hung and strung up to these wooden posts. And then from an alleyway, Walking with proud stances, three of those cloaked men you saw from the wall walk into your path with scimitars in hand. When you stop at the sight of them, 
they tilt their heads and then they look at each other and then spread out to start surrounding you. Now, they're not like close yet. They're not invisible either? They're not invisible. Okay. I take my potion. Yeah. Yeah, me too. If I see them, I'm going to drink the potion immediately. I'm going to walk sideways so they can't get all the way around us. Okay. Or on one side anyway. So, Kath, you start to position yourself on one flank. And they slowly bring up defensive stances as they notice you are following them with your eyes. Give me initiatives. So basically what we realized is they didn't know that they could that we could see them. Correct. Okay, cool. Ten. Sorry. Uh, eight. Eighteen. Ten. Twenty. So due to Keth's maneuvering, you all are pretty much in a line of five versus a line of three. Y'all are about 40 feet from each other. And Finch, it's your turn. I'm going to go down on a knee, draw my bow, aim for the middle one. Okay. And I'm going to use sharpshooter. Okay. Which is a fail. So there you go. That would be two. Okay. So you take a knee and notch an arrow and release it kind of loosely in the bow, which didn't give it the power and accuracy that you were looking for. And the arrow just kind of like goes near him on his left side. And he just kind of dodges with like a quick sidestep after Finch's Dorth. I'm going to use Tasha's hideous laughter. Okay. On the one. I know Keth was eyeing down one and he just shot at one. The, the, the one that's remaining. Okay. So we'll say you're going for the one on the left. Yes. And Kath's going for the one on the right. Yeah. And um, I think it's a wisdom save. Should I do like a little little song or something? Uh, It would be a joke, if anything. Okay. All right. A little limerick or whatever. Bitch-ass darkness comes in threes. With hideous laughter, you fall to your knees. He critted. Motherfucker. Uh, after Doroth is the one on the right and the left. Um, the one on the left attacks you, Doroth. All right. Uh, what's your AC? It is 15. For seven damage. Okay. He quickly, like, from, like, he does like this really weird leaping zigzagging thing from like left foot to the right foot, left foot to the right foot as he approaches you in this pretty quick charge and then just kind of slashes against your chest in like this upward like diagonal motion from right to left. <laughs> and then the other assassin uh, attacks you, Keth. And he like parries with you with his scimitar and the sword just kind of falls out of his hand and now he's disarmed. Uh-huh. Did he crit miss? He did. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, after that assassin, it is Bellamere's turn. I will cast Eldritch Blast. Okay. On the one that is now on top of Doroth. The one yes. that's on top of... The one on Doroth. Okay. Ten. That's a miss. The Eldritch Blast flies across like your line of you know people that you've you're teamed up with and just kind of collides into like a window of a house and breaks the glass. 
um, after Felomir is Astra. The Scorching Ray two rays. I believe I, so. Yes. Okay, because I wrote two d six slash rays. <laughs> Just making sure. You create three rays of fire Ooh. and hurl them at targets within range. You can hurl them at one target Ooh. or several. Make a ranged spell attack for each ray. On a hit, yeah. the target takes two d six fire damage. So I'm gonna do that. I haven't done that before. I'm gonna try to do one per dude. Okay. So, so the is first this my spell attack plus my spell attack bonus. Yes, plus your spell attack bonus. Okay, so thirteen. For the first one? Yeah. That was the one for Doroth? Yes. That's a miss. And for the one that lost his weapon to Kev? So that's on Kev? Yes. Fuck. Sorry. That hit other shit. That is a crit. Mm. Awesome. Um, roll a d20, Deidre. Oh, wait. It's a critical. Oh, shit. Wild sword. Wild is it, magic. Is it finally? I thought that was a crit uh, wild miss. Wild magic. I thought that was a crit miss. I thought it was a crit Wait, no. Okay, so we talked about it, and it was going to be... We we reread it, and it's up to the DM on when wild magic occurs. Like, and I put a stance on it, and I said crit misses and criticals are wild magic. So now we're going to roll for wild magic for the first time. I'm going to kill everyone. No, this is good, though. Hopefully. It's like 50% good, 50% bad. Come, come All right, Deidre, roll a D100. Oh, hey, I actually pulled one out because I was like, maybe I need this because maybe there's going to be treasure and I can actually be the one that rolls for it. You need both. Oh, other God. Yes, oh. I see. I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you need both D10s, one with two digits and the other one with a single digit. Okay. Um, 500. <laughs> 50. No, 50. 50. Okay. <laughs> I was 50. just kidding, guys. <laughs> 5,000. You can't speak for the next minute. Oh, Whenever you try, pink bubbles float out of <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? But Does she cast the ray, though? Oh, yeah. She succeeds on the ray. <laughs> okay. So now you... Um, so now if you speak, pink bubbles will come out of your mouth. And now I need you to roll another d20. Uh, and give me the raw number. For the critical too many too many things 14 14 okay so that's gonna be max damage plus four what so 2d6 Two. that's 12 you don't have to roll anything um oh that's 16 16 so 16 damage to the one that's on keth and then you have a third ray still to shoot at the other one that hasn't approached anybody yet shoot him shoot it <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I have never done either of those things since Wild we started magic. playing. Maybe this one will be good. Or at least on a spell, because so that's only one Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it's finally happening. It, it's all happening. Look. Uh, 75. You glow with bright light in a 30-foot radius for the next minute. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of you is blinded until the end of its turn. Oh, no. oh yes. Any creature within 30 oh. feet of you take <laughs> any any creature that ends its turn within five feet of you is blinded until the end of its next turn. Wait, within 30 feet or five feet? Five feet. Five okay. feet. Okay. 
Is anyone five feet from you? We are. Um, I would say Doroth and Felomir are. So uh, we're blinded right now. Not immediately. Okay. Like if you end your next turn within five feet of her, you will be blinded. Y'all better not metagame. <laughs> you don't know. But would they know that? No. Like, no, they don't okay. know that. I mean, I assume there's a giant bright fucking light yeah, right next to but us. But you don't know it'll blind you for a turn. I mean, if I look at the sun long enough, I know it's going to blind me. <laughs> Not because anyone told me so. That just means you're not going to look at it. Not that you're going to try to get as far away from the sun as possible. Like we, we, I'm assuming we don't have to be looking at her in order. For, well, just if we're five feet from her, right? That's right. correct. That's what it yeah. says. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't know. <laughs> okay. So now what happens to me? Because I crit miss. Well, um, you can't say shit. So. <laughs> so your arrow, your scorching ray. Not an arrow because it's a ray. Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of like does a diagonal burn across like a uh, house near you. And now it's on fire. You're like Superman and Man Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> You're like trying your best to do good. And just I'm just going to try to yell and just be like, why? And just pink bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after Astra is the other assassin. Who approaches? Approach Astra, please. Do it. It is Astra. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. And attacks you with a scimitar, Astra. What's your AC? Uh, 12. That's a hit. For seven damage. But that said, however. That's true. <laughs> I get what you're going for. Okay. <laughs> um. Jeff, your turn. Okay, so I'm going to use my Shieldmaster feet, which I've not been able to use yet, and use a bonus action to shove him. What's this? So what do I do? So Shieldmaster lets me use shove as a bonus action, and what you would do is he would make a athletics or acrobatics check against my athletics check. Whatever's highest win, I can, if I succeed, I can choose to push him back 10 feet or push him prone. Okay. So let's do it. 23. 15 for me. So okay. I'm just going to knock him prone with my shield and come back down with my mace. All right. So advantage because he's prone. That's a hit. Um, 26. That's a hit. 10. And this is the one that she already injured, correct? All right, so you take your um, mace and you just pound it into like the back, like in this upper back, and it almost like flattens out his entire body immediately. So whenever you hit him, like the all of his armor and everything just collapses into the ground, and you just see black smoke just kind of come out from underneath it. Oh, oh! I'm just gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do we see that yet? <laughs> yes, you all see the pink bubbles coming out, except they're not pink. Yeah, to but all, if you green. look at me, you're blind. <laughs> because oh, Key cool. of Kilinar has basically made everything green in your vision. Okay. Um, so after Keth, it's back to the top of the order, which would be Finch. Hmm. Okay, what happened to the middle guy that I missed? He's attacking Astra. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. now on top of Astra. Rude. Um, 
And then there was another guy that are they both over there fighting her? Two one's on Astro, one's on Doroth, and then one is now dead, yeah. prone to Keth. All right. Um none of the other ones are wounded, right? No. Okay. Um You can always delay. Let me just put a let me put Hunter's mark on the one that's on Deidre. Okay. I mean Astro. Okay. After that is Doroth. So I can still see him at this point, right? You can still see him, yes. Okay, I'm going to use Vicious Mockery. Okay. Um, You cast your darkness that we can't see. You wear your mask because you're ugly. One. (laughs) 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 But if it succeeds... He's at disadvantage. Yeah. So this is a constitution saving throw, right? Wait. I think I've said wisdom so many times throughout this. It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or for, take 1D. For vicious mockery? Yeah. Okay, I usually do constitution, say constitution, it's always wisdom. I always forget about it until I'm editing. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it. Okay. okay, so wisdom modifier, it has a 14. What did you say your DC was? Uh, 15. Oh, right. no, 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 DC. Spell DC, hold up. It's 12. Okay, yeah, he succeeds. Motherfucker. So no damage. Um, after, but I'm now blind. <laughs> yes, I just ended my turn. Yes, you there. you are now blind. It's, and you don't think, hold on, you don't think of it as blindness from the light. You think like, the I darkness, like the blind. key of Kilnar, is now not assisting you. And no, it's just darkness. Like, I can't see it's, anything. Right? Yeah, it's oh, just okay. darkness now. Oh shit! Like you think you're in magic. Your character would think you're in magical darkness now. Okay. Not that you're blind. Can I still speak? Yeah. Like, as, as yeah, in, can, uh, in my st- turn. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Guys, I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> I open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you hear bubbles pop. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I turn and I look and I'm just incredibly confused. <laughs> After Dorth is the two assassins. Um, except for one of them's dead. So... The one that's on Dorth attacks him as he's blind. So I'll give him advantage. But he misses both times. Dorth is frantically (laughs) running around in circles to where he can't seem to attack him correctly with the scimitar. Wait, what is your AC? Just to make sure. Uh, 15. Okay, yeah. He he missed both times. After that assassin, it's on Felomir. I I guess I'll cast another Eldritch Blast. All right. On the one... Attacking Doroth. Okay. 19. That's a hit. For six damage. Do I have to be able to see to use my cutting words? No. Okay. They just have to hear you. I'm a help. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do this shit. Felomir, you no longer can see. I just dropped the key of kill harm. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Astro, your turn. Well, magic. Does it say how long we're blinded? It's a minute. <laughs> Let's uh, just fucking jump in the chaos portal. <laughs> what else could go wrong? <laughs> I will use my... Wait, what does Bardic Inspiration do? You get the 1d6 to your attack roll? Yes, or... Any roll, right? Any. I think it's any saving throw, not damage. It can't be damage, but it can be attack or saving throw. I'm going to use it on her. Okay. Yeah, you get... 
1d6 extra of... And I can choose whether to use that or not. Yes. Or you don't have to use it immediately. I think it's cool. like 10 minutes or something. Dorothy makes things better. <laughs> I guess this guy hasn't been hurt at all. No. Okay. I'm going to use chromatic orb. Okay. What element? Uh, let electricity. Okay. Which is a 14. But you got that D6. You got that D6. You can add. Oh, I can. That is a 20. No, you, no, you got to roll oh. it. You have to roll a D6. Oh. Oh. Uh, is that a D6? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dang. Um, so that's a 17. 17. That's a hit. Nice. Thanks. That's good. Who did that? Me. Uh, so it's 3d8 damage, right? Um, that is 13, 14, 15. 15 damage. Mm-hmm. All right. You hit him square in his chest with this electric orb. And he, uh, like, it kind of, like, rips, a, like, a part of his chest, like, his leather chest apart. And you see black smoke come out of it. Where? After Astra is him. And he continues to try and attack you. Does a 15 hit Astra? Wait, the other dude? The guy the that you just there. hit is attacking you with a scimitar. Oh, I thought he'd evaporated into smoke. No, you no. just kind of ripped some armor and oh, some smoking out. okay. Gotcha. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, 12 is my AC. So he does hit. I want to use my... Oh, never mind. It's too late. That's five damage with the scimitar. And then, like, as he like, stares at you for a second at the end of his turn, you see his, like, black smoke just start coming out of, like areas of the of his armor that have cracks in them and then he just kind of falls to the ground i'm just gonna open my mouth in shock and okay. let some bubbles <laughs> <laughs> do i notice the bubbles yes you of course you notice the bubbles. <laughs> um so there's only the one left that is on doroth and it is keth's turn all right uh, <clears throat> i'm gonna run up behind him and try to just grab him uh like put my arms around under his arms and then hold him behind the head to just try to okay him. like a full Nelson. So yeah, yeah you you put him into a full Nelson. Let's do a uh, athletics versus whatever I'm doing. Twenty. That's a big old six for me. Cool. So you now have him in a full Nelson grapple. I got him, guys. And as you say that, he actually goes <laughs> like he's actually grunting back at you. Uh, we're back at the top of the order, Finch. Uh, well, I'm not going to shoot him with an arrow. Okay. Um, but get, does my, uh, the, uh, does the hunter's mark? Like, obviously that dude's dead, but was that the one where I can just kind of move it over to yes. someone else now? Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to move it over to that dude. Okay. Um, and then I guess I'm just going to like run over there and, uh. I don't know. I got a sword. Maybe I'll just try and like sure. shake his ass. I'm gonna, D- dude, to go for the neck, like slice his neck, maybe, because I, I don't want to puncture him and go into Keth, you know. So you might want to just like for the gut then, if you don't want to hit Keth, because Keth's arms are gonna be all around his neck. But then if I go through his gut, slash, you can slash. You don't have to. Oh, poke. okay. Yeah, I'll do that. That sounds good. Okay. This is some prison shit right here. Right. You'll have advantage on this. Oh, cool. Thank God. Here comes the bubbles, y'all. Oh, it didn't help at all. I rolled a two, and then I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) 
At but we'll take the two so you don't get the crit miss. <laughs> and then that's plus five. So that's a big old seven. So as you approach, like he like kicks up into the air, like as he's full Nelson with Keth and uh, like kicks across your chest and then like flips over on like to where he's like vertical with Keth's body. So and then he just kind of comes back down in front of Keth because Keth holding him in front of him. I was going to say you could catch his legs and y'all could do the magic killer. <laughs> <laughs> After Finch is Doroth, who is blind. Yeah, um, I'm going to try another vicious mockery. Okay. Um, <laughs> God, I didn't prepare for this. Uh, hold on. Let me actually try. So I'm, I'm going to attempt to, to run up and hit him with my fists. Okay. With your fist? Yes. Okay. You get advantage. Okay. <laughs> like even though I'm blind. Yeah, um, oh, I guess it. No, it negates yeah, the. It negates it. Okay, so it's just a strength roll. Just a strength roll. Well, strength plus your base attack as well. Fourteen. Uh, that's a hit. Nice. <laughs> what is my fist? Uh, it is one d three. D three. Uh, so just. So a d six, four, five, and six is what technically one, two, and three. Okay. Two. Plus your strength modifier. Three. All right. And so I'm just like. Ah! <laughs> so subdual damage. You just run up to this guy and just start hitting him in his stomach basically <laughs> over and over again. Okay. Um, to eventually do three points of subdual damage. Yes. Uh, after Doroth is Felomir. Uh, I'm going to flail around on the ground a little bit <laughs> what's going on uh Felomir is now at his hands and knees just like i can't see <laughs> astra your turn i'm going to free action yell here knock him out after seeing uh oh shit after seeing me suck real hard yeah slash at, slash at him is what i was getting at okay well now doroth is on this dude keth is behind this dude I can't use my words. <laughs> <laughs> this only to tell lasts them for like, to get the fuck out of the way. This only lasts for like a minute, right? Yeah, but so, but I mean, it'll last yeah. for this whole. Do you have a, don't you have a staff? I do. You can just walk up and hit him across the head. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, Doris is only like three feet tall. I just, I'm not confident in anything that I try to do. <laughs> None of you have been tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So this is. Okay, I'm gonna do a one a two-handed blow to the head of this dude. Okay, so roll an attack. It'll be advantage because Fuck. it's advantage. There. Oh, thank you. God damn it. That is a fourteen. Fourteen is a hit in this situation. Cool. Um and that is wait, plus three attack bonus. Do I add that? Yes, you can oh, Okay. Eight. So nine. Plus one. So you take your staff and just hit it across his temple, and he goes limp in your arms, Keth. And unlike the other two, he doesn't just like disperse. Oh, Keth actually did something right. I'll sling him over my shoulder and say, We gotta get him back to the keep. Okay, we'll put him down first and let's tie him up so he doesn't just come to on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to. I'll grab some rope out of my pack. How can all of you still see? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Kath, yeah, Kath, Kath, you're now blind as well because oh! she's. <laughs> oh. Wait, what's going Is it... Why are you guys going blind? <laughs> I don't know. Are they near the so key? So you, you brought the rope up to him, right? 
Well, she pulled out rope. Oh, rope I thought you said you were bringing rope up to him. What's wrong with well, you? I, last rope? I got rope, but she she pulled it out. So I guess I'll just use hers. Um. So after a little bit of like screaming about being blind about for about 30, 40 seconds <laughs> of trying to respond. figure it out, <laughs> of trying to figure it out, um, y'all eventually no longer are blind. And you, but this is going to be so much fun just going back and forth like this, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it would be bubble, great. Bubble, bubble. <laughs> so much fun for you to edit. And then you tie up, or I'm sorry, so you're no longer blind. I mean, I had an idea. I was going to tie up the dude while they were all screaming, and then just hand them each a piece of rope and get them to like follow me. <laughs> well, the blindness, the blindness only lasts blindness. for a minute, so it's okay. What what was the the pole game where you would do that with the ribbons at like school? Do y'all remember that at all? I remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it's called or how it goes. I just remember walking around in a circle yeah, with a ribbon. I don't remember the point of it at all. I can see. What was that? What indeed? We got one. All right, let's get out of here. Who, wait, who tied it? Did you tie him? Are you tying him up? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> yeah. All right, give me the dexterity saving throw. Uh, let's go. Da, 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 where that is. Top left. Sure. Fuck. Um, 19 plus. What are you fucking about? Like 19 Well, it keeps good. like falling off of my stuff, and I'm worried that it's going to be terrible. Um, 19 plus something. Your dexterity saving throw. 21. All right. You've tied him up successfully. All right. I'll hoist, hoist him over my shoulder. So let's go get him back to the keep. We should hurry. All right. So you head back to the keep. Yeah.